Hello and welcome back to Big Lezzers League and all rugby league experience. We're going to be reacting to the team list for your grand final for 2023. We're also going to be looking at some pretty dumb, useless, bullshit stats that were posted by the mole uh, via the Daily Telegraph here. So stupid. Um, every game's a new game. I don't think referees really have this much of an impact on games. But we're going to have a look at the stats anyway. And we're just going to, you know, really take in how dumb, stupid these stats are. So uh, no disrespect to the mole at all. It's from the Daily Telegraph here, these stats. So if you want to place any anger on anyone... There's no really need to do it anyway, but if you want to blame someone for these dumb, stupid stats, you got to blame the Daily Telegraph here. But they're dumb, they're useless, and we're going to be looking at them anyway. So apparently, allegedly, according to the Daily Telegraph, Penrith under Adam G, who will be obviously refereeing the grand final if you've been living under a rock, Adam G refing the grand final, not Ben Cummins, not Jared Sutton, not Ashley Klein, because I think Ashley Klein might be suspended. I'm not too sure. Um, but Adam G will be refing his first grand final. Now, Penrith under Adam G apparently have a 91.4 win rate over three years, 16 wins from 17 games. Now, Brisbane under Adam G have a 31.3% win rate, five wins in 16 games with Adam G as the referee. Now, First and foremost, we don't know out of these 16 wins out of 17 games, how many of those games were against the Brisbane Broncos. That's the first thing that makes these stats, you know, pretty useless. It could have been against, you know, all bottom eight teams for all we know. We don't know how many games were against top eight sides. We don't know how many games from those 16 wins out of 17 games were against the Brisbane Broncos. Thus, those stats are useless. More so, we don't know how many of the five wins out of 16 games for Brisbane or against the Penrith Panthers, or against any other top eight, bottom eight side. And we don't know how long these 16 games. These 16 games could have been for a number of years when Brisbane were obviously struggling last year as well. Majority of those games could have been then, uh, at the back end of last year, I mean. Could have been the year beforehand as well. Um, You know, we don't know where these games sort of sit, whether that's in 2021, 2022, or 2023. So then it makes it even more stupid because the Brisbane Broncos this year have won most of their games. They've won a lot of their games, the Brisbane Broncos. There hasn't been a a point this season where the Broncos have lost a shit ton of games in a row. There hasn't been a point this season where the Broncos have gone on a massive losing streak this season. Last year, back end of the year, sure, terrible end of the year. But we don't know where these 16 games, where they've only won five, have sat over the past four, three, however long, however many years. Um, So it makes it even more useless here. We're talking about a Brisbane Broncos side this year that is going into a grand final that has Adam Reynolds as the seven, that has Ezra Mam at the six, that has Reese Walsh for the first year at the one. You know, a way more dominant Brisbane team with a really dominant forward pack of Paddy Carrigan, Payne Haas, Tommy Flegler, you know, the center pairing, Herbie Farnworth, Tony Staggs. These games could have had none of these guys in there. Absolutely none of these guys in there. We don't know where these games are situated over the past few years. So these stats, technically, for me at least, are pretty useless. Now, what the Daily Telegraph is trying to spin here is that the refs are corrupt 
is that Penrith are obviously going to get the win because Adam J loves the the Penrith Panthers. It's just the yarn that the, the media is trying to spin here to make you think, oh, Penrith, these arrogant pricks that have been like they've been perceived as these as these arrogant pricks in the media. Oh, they're just going to get the win. The NRL's corrupt. The referees want Penrith to get a three pate. That's what that's the narrative that the Daily Telegraph is trying to spin here with stats like this coming out. Literally last night. So we don't know where, one, where these wins are situated. And two, Brisbane, totally different team to past years. So even if these wins, if this record was recently, like 2022, 2021, 2020, 2023 is a different year. They've won majority of their games. They've been a top side in this competition. As of round 25, 24 even, we knew that it was going to be a Penrith and Brisbane grand final because of the how dominant these two sides were. Um, yeah, look, I mean, <laughs> you can't really go off these stats whatsoever because Brisbane's a different team. Penrith is a different team as well. Uh, they haven't been as dominant as they have been last year, the year beforehand. I'd probably take the 2021-2022 Penrith Panthers sides over the 2023 one because they've won more games together uh, and they've been a more dominant team for me. That's just my opinion. So we Penrith are a different team. Brisbane are a different team. You can't really look at these stats and go, oh my God, oh my God, Penrith are going to win because Adam G is the referee. Like that is a ridiculous belief. It doesn't matter about the referee. It doesn't matter about any of that sort of stuff. It matters about the two sides that run out onto the park on your Sunday night and verse and go up against each other. Right now, looking at the team list, and we're about to look at the team list now, they're looking pretty even. So you can't really go off these stats. I think these stats are really ridiculous. Um... Yeah, I think these stats are really stupid by the mole and by the Daily Telegraph. Again, don't blame the mole. The mole's just posting this for content. You've got to blame the Daily Telegraph here. It is some pretty dumb stats. Pretty dumb stats there by the Daily Telegraph. Let's have a look at the team list for the Penrith Panthers v. the Brisbane Broncos. Now, pretty similar to last week. There's no outs um, for either side as far as I'm aware. Uh, they're pretty similar to last week, these sides. Let's have a look at them. For the Penrith Panthers, we have Dill Edwards at fullback, Sania Taruva, Brian Toto on the wings, Isaac Targo, Stephen Crichton in the centers, Jerome Luai, Nathan Cleary in the halves, Moses Leota, James Fisher-Harris in the front row with Mitch Kenny at nine, uh, Scott Sorensen and Liam Martin in the back row, Isaiah Yo is at 13, Jack Cogger, Lindsay Smith, Spencer Lenu, Luke Garner on the bench. Now we have Bron- for the Broncos, uh, Reese Walsh at fullback, Jesse Arthur, Selwyn Cobbo on the wings, Tony Staggs, Herbie Farnworth in the centers, Ezra Mam, Adam Reynolds in the halves, Tom Flegler, Payne Haas in the front row, Billy Walters at nine, Kurt Capel, Jordan Ricky in the back row with Paddy Carrigan at 13, Tyson Smoothie, uh, Brenda Piakura, Kobe Hetherington, Keenan Palacea on the bench. Loving these sides. Definitely grand final sides as well. Very strong forward pack battle here. I think that's the big thing that stands out for most people. James Fisher-Harris going up against Payne Haas. Now, James Fisher-Harris over the past few weeks has shut down a lot of front rowers. One of them being, obviously, Adam Fanua Blake. One of them being Nelson Asofa Solomona, Christian Welsh. Like the whole Melbourne forward pack he shut down uh, with the way he played. Moses Leota as well. He was fantastic. Uh, this is the big headline going into this one. James Fisher-Harris v. Payne Haas. Massive headline going into this one. The forward battle is going to be insane. Moses Leota, Tom Flegler as well is going to be huge. But you just don't have to look at the front row for a forward battle here. Scott Sorensen goes up against Jordan Rickey. Liam Martin goes up against Kurt Capewell. 
I love this back row battle. I think it's insane. Isaiah Yo, Paddy Carrigan, that battle in the 13 jersey, two of the prime 13s in this competition going at it. Love it. I think Paddy Carrigan's going to set the tone with his defense as well like he has uh, over the past few weeks. He was uh, tremendous last week as well in that number 13 jersey. He was really, really solid there. Um yeah, look, it's going to be a really big forward battle in this one. It's one I'm very keen for. Uh, Mitch Kenny and Billy Walters is going to be an interesting one. I think that M- Billy Walters has provided more X-Factor this season than Mitch Kenny has. I feel like Mitch Kenny has the same role he did last season with uh, Abby Corusau in the nine and him coming off the bench or when he was starting and Abby Corusau was coming off the bench. You know, I feel like he has that same role. Just that tackle bot, he plays longer minutes, obviously, but just that tackle bot there in the middle uh, gets through his work. It's just a really tough number nine, a really uh, battler-type number nine, whereas Billy Walters, you know, obviously has a lot of experience playing in the halves, has a bit of a kicking game out of dummy half as well. His service out of dummy half has improved tremendously. Really good number nine um, going into this game. I think that he wins the battle there over Mitch Kenny. Uh, Obviously, big report came out yesterday about Herbie Farnworth doing his hamstring. Uh, It is a light tear, so he should be okay. They're going to monitor him over the past. uh, Sorry, not a tear, but a light sprain. They're going to monitor him over uh, the next few days. I think he'll play. It's his last game in the Brisbane Broncos jersey. I think the narrative says that he plays. So I think that Herbie Farnworth is going to be okay for this one. I don't think too many people need to worry too much about him being out. If he does get ruled out, that is absolutely huge. And I don't think anyone they put in there is going to be able to go toe-to-toe with Isaac Targo either. I think that um, what it looks like with the reserves that they've named as well, you'd have to think Corey Oates goes onto the wing and they push push Arthurs into the centers. Uh, We don't really have too many other guys that can slot into center. Maybe Tristan Saylor, but I wouldn't back him at center. Um, I just don't think defensively he'd be all there for it. So you'd have to think that Corey Oates would come in, Jesse Arthurs would go to center uh, if they were to do a late change there. But look, um, as far as I know, Herbie Farnworth is all good to play tomorrow. He should be all good for this game. Uh, him going up against Targo is going to be huge. Stephen Crichton going up against Katoni Staggs is going to be massive as well. Um, I'm loving... There's this, uh, We said it before in the Spine Wars. There is battles all over the park. All over the park here. I'm very keen for it. Big one too. Dylan Edwards v. Reese Walsh. We talked about it yesterday in the Spine Wars when we were talking about the fullbacks. Individually, I've got Reese Walsh over Dylan Edwards here, but Dylan Edwards has the runs on the board and he's a prime fullback in this competition. A lot of people compare him to James Tedesco as well, just the way he plays, his support play as well, his first class. Um, I think that Reese Walsh is the better fullback in this game until they figure out his cutout passes and his style of play. But then again, we talked about it yesterday. I mean, he... He's one of those guys that he doesn't, it doesn't matter if he gets one error, two errors, or a hundred errors in a game. He's always going to come back and ask questions, and he's always going to change things up until he gets past your, your defensive line. And we saw that against the New Zealand Warriors. Obviously, he threw that intercept pass, and then he kept, kept coming back and asking questions. And ended up, yes, it was a forward pass, but setting up a try there um, for his outside men. So... I mean, really, really solid stuff there from Reese Walsh. He's a competitor, uh, and he always is going to come back and ask questions, which is a very dangerous aspect of Reese Walsh's game as well. So very keen to see um, how he goes in this battle against Dylan Edwards. It's going to be a huge, huge battle. Now, some stats that matter here, the team stats. In the 42 games played against each other since 1998, the Broncos have won 24. 
the uh, Penrith Panthers have won 17. So the Broncos actually have the advantage in terms of the stats here. In the past two games, obviously at the start of the year, the Broncos won by one point. And then towards the back end of the year, uh, in the May, just early May, uh, the Panthers won 15 to four. So very close games. We're in for a close one here. I don't think it's going to be a 13 plus game. I don't think it's going to be a game where it goes the overs. I think it's going to be in the unders category. I think it's going to be a very low scoring game as we've seen with games between these two sides this season. Very low scoring game for me. Um, I think that the Broncos come out with the win and we'll talk a little bit more about that in the preview. I want to sort of not give too much away in the in uh, in this podcast. I'd rather save it for the preview. But uh, yeah, look, I mean, I would love to see the Broncos get a prem. Everyone would love to see the Panthers get a three-peat as well, just in terms of the dynasty of the Penrith Panthers. If you're not all about that, you don't get rugby league. Um, but I'd love to see the Broncos get one as well. Not getting a premiership in a long time, I think it was 2008, their last premiership, if I remember that correctly. So... Um, yeah, I mean, great stuff by the Broncos. Keen to see them go toe-to-toe with the Penrith Panthers here. It is going to be a really, really awesome battle. Oh,